both Michael Jackson and Freddie Gibbs had something in common. They were both unique and different. And so that's why I keep telling people like here, they're all like, they, they keep doing what they see as popular. And then they emulate that. They're like, oh yeah, let me get on this. Oh, let me get on this train. And I'm like, no, just be you. And see, the problem is, is that a lot of people, they don't know how to just be them in the face of everyone telling them they should be something else. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Music Making Sense Podcast. It's your boy, Harkos, here with me, as always, is the one, the only, KP. How the hell are you doing doing? KP? I'm good, man. How's it going, boss? Doing good, man. So, uh, yeah, we had to shut the hell up on our (laughs) pre-show talking in order to hit record because we were just kind of briefly discussing what we were going to talk about, and we just started just going into it. So, so we're just going to hop into it. Um, but for those of y'all who haven't been following along, make sure y'all go check out the other previous episodes we put out, um, wherever you're listening or watching this at, you'll be able to find the other ones as well too. Um, and, uh, catch up, but after you listen to this one, of course, but today we're going to talk about some stuff. I texted KP, uh, whenever I was on my way, uh, to uh, go get some food and stuff like that after my late night and late wake up morning as well too. That you got I had gossed, last night. y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the first time, but yeah, I yeah for yeah for those of y'all yeah I was up to like three o'clock in the morning with some goth chick last night and <laughs> but but me and her have been messing around on and off for like a year now, so it's not like it was my first time, but uh, first time KP ever heard about it, so that is what it is, but. Yeah, I normally I get up at like seven, seven thirty in the morning. So to stay up till three, I did not right. want to get up. And so I was like, I woke up finally. I got out of bed like nine, nine thirty and then went on my morning walk with my dogs. We did like three miles in the woods and on the trail and stuff like that. It was super dope. I actually found some uh, some mushrooms yesterday whenever I was walking along the trail. Oh, and nice. a couple of them were like interesting looking. I didn't I don't know a lot about mushrooms, but I was like kind of curious. So today when we went. I brought my phone with me because normally I don't bring my phone. It's kind of detached. And right. I brought my phone with me and like took some pictures and I was like doing the Google lens on it and stuff like that. I'm going to do some more research into it a little bit later because there, there are some pretty cool ones. I might end up just like throwing the pictures up like right in here or whatever and post edit. But, um, but yeah. And then, you know, I, I texted KP when, you know, told him, Hey, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a late start today, but then I was on my way to go get food and stuff like that. And, um, Asked him what we want to talk about, and he said that he wanted to talk about the uh, the uh, what exactly the fuck did you say? Creative you said... and cultural shifts in hip hop and rock today. But before we yep. get started on that, man, uh, before you guys before we get started, actually, guys, go check us out. If you don't, I mean, also, you guys make sure you like, subscribe to our to our channels on YouTube. We're all over social media. We're also on what is it, locals and um. What's true the other, social, uh, social yeah. Yeah, uh, true Rumble. social yeah 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 social. true social i'm trying to stay on top of that there's no scheduling option for scheduling posts on there so you have to manually post it when you want to post it it's right kind of a pain in the ass so i can't like post like one a day like i do on all the other posts oh like we do on all the other socials right. or anything but yeah you go to music making sense pod.com um it links in the description below wherever you're listening or watching right now. And you can find all the social platforms. Make sure you go follow us and everything. Um, our Facebook pages at, at the time of recording this uh, beginning of August, August 14th. Um, it's at like 125 likes and follows and stuff like that so far. So um, 
Yeah, and, and and we only have four episodes out at this at this moment when I'm saying this. Obviously, we're like episode seven by the time you're listening to this. Yeah. But um, but still, because we record, we have a couple of buffer uh, episodes just in case you know our schedules fuck up and stuff like that. Right. But uh, yeah, make sure you go like, share, follow, subscribe to us. We try to post at least one post a day, um, sometimes two. Uh, every single day uh, they're all clips of the show or there are other things that we find interesting um, on Instagram, Facebook, you know, everywhere you find TikTok, YouTube shorts, YouTube everything shorts like that. Out. Yep. So, uh, and I also yeah. want to give a big, um, I want to give a rest in peace to uh, a guy I think was a, a, a very uh, huge uh, contributor to hip hop. Um, I want to give my uh, rest in peace and uh, condolences to the family of uh, Magoo. If you guys don't remember Timberland and Magoo, you guys remember how Magoo was. Magoo was, I think, was so uh, was so quite a uh, so essential in the sound of bringing that Virginia sound and just helping us, you know, look at hip hop in a different fashion. Which I think, you know, and it's weird that I'm saying that because I think that with our topic today, Timberland, Missy Elliott, and uh, Magoo. Um, are huge contributors to what to the shift that we're going to be talking about today within within hip hop and also in rock to in in rock music. So I wanted to say get big rest in peace to him. And I just remember him because I I remember when he came out of uh, with that love to love you that that song and and uh, up jumped the boogie and just his his voice that. I know that you can get to know me. And it's the way he flowed, man. I just loved his voice because it was like, like, oh my God, this dude sounds weird as hell. But that just the way he kicked it, it was just that it was just cool because he kind of had like a he had that Virginia, that Virginia twang with yeah. a little bit of like Q tip. Cause you hear that like when you right, yeah. Q tip rap, right? Q tip has that really like his voice is like really. Right. Just, I just I love their voices, man. I, I do. And then and to hear the way and the fact that he could flow, he had lyrics, he could he could bust, man. So I definitely want to say rest in peace to him, man, because like just he opened the door to something. Him and Timberland, they definitely opened the door to something different in hip hop. Yeah. And so my condolences uh to their family, to his family, to to everybody that um knew him. And that loved him. Uh, rest in peace, Magoo. We thank absolutely you. much love. Absolutely, yeah. And whenever when KP he actually messaged me that whenever I was driving, he said, "Man, Magoo died of a suspected heart attack." <laughs> I, I thought I thought at first I thought at first he was referencing like Joe Biden calling him Mister Magoo, but he was like, "No, no, 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 no actual Magoo." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay." Because I started looking through my newsfeed, I'm like, "I thought I figured I would have got an alert if the president fucking died." But uh, yeah, that would have been something. Yeah, yeah, dude, it would have been but, you would yeah. you would have heard that one. Yeah, but for the YouTube censors, I don't wish that he died. I'm just saying, right. I thought that that's what he was saying. That's what happened. But uh, yeah. yeah, unfortunately, I got to make that disclaimer because of fucking all the censorship. Oh, bullshit. I know. But and I'm way, not laughing at the fact. I'm right, not. Yeah. It's just funny that. But he, no, he, he is like Mr. Magoo. Yeah, yeah, he, he, is like he Mr. looks Magoo, like though. Mr. Magoo. No, <laughs> can't see. Don't know where fuck he's at. This <laughs> random shit. <laughs> this random shit. It's like Magoo. I'm like, what, Mr. Magoo? And like, no, 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 actual Magoo. I'm like, oh, fuck. all right. Because tell the, our age. Right, well, there's that too. But for for those of y'all who don't know, 
for those of y'all who don't know, like KP, he's a big rock and metal dude. I'm I'm a big hip hop guy, but we I both love hip hop know, too. But yeah. right, right, yeah. But KP also does know and love hip hop as well too, but not as much as rock and metal. And then like I know rock and metal shit, and and you know I grew up with that shit as well too. But you know I I love hip hop, resonate with it a little bit more. So we both know about rock and metal and hip hop. You know. In the opposite ways of each other, you know what I'm saying? Like, and even in the sense like of rel- yeah. and even in the sense of relativities and, sim- yeah. and similarities, because of like we've talked about mm-hmm. the relativity of being, you know, a black being a white kid in hip hop and a black kid in metal and rock, right? We spoke about that. But the one thing that I want to touch on, guys, is and I know that it's been a thing that I, I tried to avoid, you know, within within this conversation or even within the podcast, I was trying to really avoid it. But I do feel that it's something that needs to be addressed. And the fact that we are both, you know, we're both we're both black and a black and white male, black and white men who are one is in the hip hop, you know, got um Park Susan, who's in the hip hop, and me who's into in in, in metal, right? And the thing is that we don't talk, I think that we don't discuss enough or every time it's brought up, not saying, not between us, like mm-hmm. we, you and I will we'll discuss it, but yeah. I think that every time it's brought up, the first thing that's said, and it's majority by, especially within the white, within, within the white community, it's always brought up about why does everything have to be about race? Right. Well, it does. And I think the elephant in the room is that is we're looking at. And the question I ask is the with our topic, which is the creative and cultural shifts within rock and rock and hip hop today. Right. And with that, we started talking about and we watched a couple of videos. We watched a couple of videos. Um, shout out to um, shout out to Fantastic Hip Hop that we were watching the video about how hip hop is changing and the change of it. And we're going to actually, we're going to show some video. We're going to show some clips of it guys. So yeah, just get ready for that. And shout out to video I made and shout out to um, punk black and dragon baby T for sharing the love on this video that I created where I asked is rock dead. Hmm. And then I brought up about how the shift is actually where you're starting to see a lot of artists of color in rock and metal today you're starting to see them on the spotify playlist as well so as we were and and, and hark and i were talking about this and i had brought up about we we were brought we when i brought up about the um song the song that just came out as well with uh tom mcdonald and adam calhoun and it's about the American flag. I can't think of what the song is. I can't, I know it, yeah. it says America, but what I was asking is, are we starting to see within this cultural shift, within the both creative and cultural shift, are we starting to see where white hip hop artists, or why is it that white hip hop artists get this push that black, alternative rock and punk and metal artists don't get even though you're seeing this shift you're seeing how this is happening you're also seeing it within hip-hop where 
Little Yachty and and you know you're starting to see artists like Little Yachty and those guys and Tyler Cre- Tyler the Creator right you're seeing them making and and even uh Playboy Cardi and Trippy Red like you're seeing these black artists making different music like they're starting to listen to more Pink Floyd and and even Little Uzi Vert right mm-hmm. you're listening to these artists black artists who are getting this push but. At the same time, an artist like artists like Adam Calhoun and Tim and Tom McDonald are able to get over a million views within within a week, or even mm-hmm. within a, within within a twenty four hour viewing within a twenty four hour viewership. Right now. We're also seeing this happen within, and, and and the thing is that it's not happening. You're seeing the shift, the cultural shift within rock and punk and metal, right? But you're not seeing the same. You're not seeing the same. Um, velocity. what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, you're not seeing the same velocity and rate. Mm. You're not seeing the same. You're not seeing it come at a at at, at a quick at as as a at a rapid rate. Mm-hmm. Right. So the question I ask is why is that? So like and and and, and before we get into asking and before we get into that, let's or answering the question, which you which I'm gonna let you go ahead and do that, Hark. Um, but let's go ahead and look at some of the videos that we were like, let's look at one of the vid- vids that we were looking at. And this, which is this one right here, where shout out again, shout out to um fantastic hip-hop i'm gonna actually start i'm gonna subscribe to this young man because I, I, I like his uh his um his content but i'm gonna go ahead and start from the beginning just to kind of get you guys going to where this is why this topic is so important to me and also as you can see um i've got another video here that's talking about something weird is happening in hip-hop and, and there's a lot of reasons why I speak on it because of just being at my age and the fact that I watched a lot of alternative, watched the shift in hip hop. And for me, it was in the nineties where I started seeing that shift with a tribe called quest and those artists as well. But I also started seeing artists like a Justin Warfield and then the roots. Right. Mm-hmm. So I've always I've always had a following towards that alternative sound of hip hop, right? And so watching this video was really interesting to me because it brought me back into my also also brought me up and brought me back into thinking about artists like ICP mm-hmm. and Twisted and you know what I'm saying? And yeah. again, their growth in the underground along with Tech Don, Tech Nine. But look at the difference with them. Uh, same two artists with the same type of identity, but one's black, one's white, and one right. had to deal. Tech had to deal with the cultural differences versus ICP. And it, when he even talked about a lot of that in some of his music, in li- where, yes, where he was like speaking to the black community, like, exactly. yo, what the fuck? Why are you not like? Why are you not rocking with? Why do I get more love from people from the other land and stuff like that? 
Like he would like that's exactly. like a, a quote right there, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yep. And it's funny with and and if you and as we go through this video, guys, we're gonna watch. I, I do want to watch this because I think this is a great video for us to all, so, especially for both of us. Um, mm -hmm. the cool thing, the thing is that what just like just to kind of back, to piggyback on what you're saying, it was other artists who got influenced by Tech Nine and were and respected Tech Nine. It's the same thing that happened as you were guys watching this video. It's the same thing that happened with Kanye's Yeezus. Mm -hmm. Fans were getting pissy with it, but artists gravitated to it. And you guys are going to watch this in this video. And again, yeah. I'm going to show you guys another part. Like, I'm going to show you, shout out to Tasha Allen. I'm going to show you guys Dragon Baby T and um, video that I did with myself speaking about this, briefly touching on this subject. But just... To understand, like, just seeing this, it's like crazy as hell to me because now we're starting to see this very shift. And again, Hark, this gonna, I'm gonna let you have the floor after we done, after the video. All good, man. All good. But, All yo, cause I know, cause you know, we, you, we already established what we were talking about. Right. We are established that. So, um, I just, again, I just want to show you guys this video just to guys give, give you guys where I'm going with this. And, I want y'all to understand why I'm bringing this up and that and, and just having an, uh, an artist who is a white hip hop artist and understanding how. How this is, how this shift is going to affect us as artists and how it's going to affect us as a business. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's why I really want to that's why I really want to watch this and show you guys where we're going and there are going to be other videos I'm going to show as well. That's going to talk about rock and in a way where you're going to see it from a business perspective. So get ready guys. I, I, I just want you guys to get ready for this and, and just kind of get you in the mindset of where we're going and how it's going to all relate into you as an artist and how you can, how you can make a difference in making when, when it comes to shifts like this, when it comes to sh cultural shifts, dealing with race, dealing with identity, dealing with all these things, because a lot of us, we don't want to try to, we try to ignore it, but it's very important that we talk about it. All right. And that's why I really want to, I want us to have this conversation. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and play the video and guys sit back and let's watch this right quick. And then um, Hark, I'm getting my man, my star. Right. <laughs> you going to have the floor, guy. All right, all right. So we're just only going to air um, a couple of the clips out of this other individual's content yeah. just so we're not trying to uh, poach on their content plus all the regulations and stuff like that. But what, what yeah, we're going to do time. is we're going we're gonna to watch some stuff like we have in previous episodes, um, and then we're just going to cut it down and we're going to go over it. Um, the link will be in the description of this video where you can find the full length video for whoever we're talking about on any day, whoever's video we play on any day mm -hmm. um, that we can go like, share, follow, subscribe to them as well too. show love to them for putting out good content. Um, but then you can also listen to the full thing in full and kind of get more of a glimpse on exactly why we're saying certain things, what we're talking about and everything like that. But, yeah. um, but yeah, go ahead and uh, pull up the uh -huh. thing KP and then we're going to go ahead and, um, talk um talk about one of these videos 
There is a major storm brewing in the hip-hop world, and just as the genre turns 50 years old, it's about to go through its biggest revolution yet. Now, let's be clear. The only part of hip-hop that is dying right now is the creatively bankrupt and inorganically trendy tracks that many artists are just trying to get a quick bag off. As more listeners get fed up with hearing the same type of tracks over and over again, the market for this bland type of material is fizzling out, and as the trendy waves many have tried to ride out dry up something much more important is soaking in many of hip-hop's greatest creative minds have spent the past few years doing something that no group of artists have ever collectively pulled off from lyrical shifts to sonic experimentation the one force binding together hip-hop's most prominent acts is the ability to subvert expectations and impact audiences in ways that were simply unimaginable. One of the biggest instances of this was when Kanye West released 808s and Heartbreaks in 2008 as many people turned their back on the album and yay as a whole entirely as the spacey melodies and glitchy production was so abstract at the time. While as the years went on and artists like Kid Cudi and later on Travis Scott and Lil Uzi Vert became popular, the sound and vision of 808s became more accepted by the people, this record was one of the few boundary-pushing efforts to ever receive the flowers it truly deserved. When we look at the creative renaissance in hip-hop right now, it's easy to see that Kanye West is the godfather of this movement, but not because of his work on 808s and Heartbreak. While 808s did go against the grain and trailblaze an entire new era, the album that truly redefined how a major level artist can go about creating music was Kanye's 2013 album Yeezus, which if you thought the reception to 808s was bad, it was nothing compared to the hate Yeezus got. In the process of revolutionizing their artistry, Playboy Cardi and Tyler the Creator have also created not just massive fan bases, but entire cultures around them that celebrate the one-of-a-kind musicality and showmanship that they bring to the table. While most labels and industry executives are still forcing artists to use the same set of trap beats and TikTok trends to blow up, in an era where artists like Lil Baby and Baby are canceling shows because of low ticket sales, it speaks volumes that people are flooding some of the biggest arenas in the world to hear the one-of-a-kind experiences that are artists like Kendrick, Cardi, and Tyler put together live. With Travis Scott releasing an experimental album and having it perform with the record-breaking numbers it did, cements hip-hop's creative revolution as something underway right now at this current moment. By now interconnecting the A-list of rap with subgenres like cloud rap and abstract hip-hop, the exciting material that rap has to offer to the masses is greater than ever and this will allow for the creative revolution to thrive. So when we look at the current state of hip-hop and see so many rappers on the A-list pushing the genre forward and challenging the conventions of what's accepted and beyond this receive more acclaim and praise from fans than ever as a result, it is clear that hip-hop is about to change forever and we are entering a creative renaissance. So that is a good video. Mm -hmm. That's a good video because he is highlighting something that's real. Can you please get her off? The She's distracting. Okay, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Shout out to Dragon Baby T. <laughs> yeah, Dragon Baby T. Yo, you got it going on, girl. But, <laughs> but anyway, so what? What are you, what, boo? Right. Uh, yo, come on over. But <laughs> what, <laughs> what I was uh, what I was saying about that video. Um, yeah. So about that video with creativity, like I was telling KP, I, I briefly was talking about it before we before we decided to hit record mm -hmm. was that 
the overall message that I'm getting off of that is the same thing that I've been seeing for a while. And I've been trying to talk to artists about in the hip hop space is being unique, you know, right. be you be whatever it is. That's you be you, because that's going to resonate with people way more than being the fake. Like I said on, I think it was like episode five where I was talking about how, how, you know, jaw rule never really made it to where he wanted to be because he was mixing love songs with murder, murder and shit. like right yeah like you you know like having that it was too opposite because if you think yeah. I, agree, I agree with you it's too opposite because if you think about um, a rapper who did do two different styles like you had Buster Rhymes because he was able to go party but then he was also like he would drop knowledge you yeah, know, but party, so, but party and knowledge tracks have been something in hip hop. People right. would always have like on their album, they would always have like this whole wall right here. They would always right. have a couple of like pop or party party type of of tracks. Right. But and no, then, what I'm saying like, is the rest that of was, it would be like knowledge and knowledge, bars right. and fucking and what, But what shit. I'm saying, right. And what I'm saying is that he was able to do the and that was that's a formula that six that that can breed success. Ja Rule, like you're saying, though, Ja Rule was a different, that was a two different dynamics, but go ahead, yeah. I was. Yeah, but ja, ja Rule was successful, but he wasn't as successful as he could have been. But the, that, that's the problem, though, is that I think what, what, held, what held Ja Rule back mm -hmm. is, this, is, is similar to the same thing that's helping Tyler, the Creator, and Playboy Cardi succeed. And that is that the medium of consuming the entertainment today, which is the internet and, and streaming services and the ability that you have as an individual to find exactly what you enjoy and live right. within that realm mm -hmm. is totally different than it was anytime before the internet. Because before the internet, you only got what was fed to you basically on the industry, unless you went to like local um, live shows or whatever and saw something new or unique or whatever. Or you, you only walked got... in the record store and you actually scrolled through it. Yeah. You yeah. Search, you went through and searched for stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But even that, that required a certain level of in, in capital needed in order to get into record stores. And then sometimes you'd only be able to get in the record stores that you could actually drive to, drive you know what I'm to. saying? Like, like for instance, you want to talk about ICP when ICP first launched their first album, the riddle box, they would actually go into the local record stores in Detroit and buy their own copies yep. so that the record, the red, the, so that the record store would actually place have more order more orders yeah and so like they had to actually do that in order to get their shit up mm -hmm. and they were unique as fuck in their time as well too over time me personally like so so when icp first started blowing up my dad heard about them he got really really into them he passed it on to me i got into them there for a little bit and then after a while it started being really really repetitive to me and I kind of fell off and then I started getting into Pac and everything like that. And then it kind of like went a different direction. But, but, you know, like ICP, they, they represented an underserved section of hip hop at that time, because hip hop, you would only get fed what the industry wanted you to have. Like, Shout it was, out to Esham for that. 
Right. Oh, yeah. Ishan, Ishan was Ishan. really, really big on that. Yeah. But you would only get what the industry told you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, and then, and then I remember when I went in the army in 2005, like the internet was still in its infancy. So whenever I went in, people would actually like, like, you know, people from Texas, like I remember, I remember when I was in the army, this mm -hmm. one dude was walking down the hallway, pissed off. He was like, Hey, who stole my motherfucking Paul Wall mixtape? And I was like, what the fuck is a Paul Wall? Right, because yeah. I'm from Indiana. I never heard of Paul Wall. I've, yeah. I've, I've only heard of like I've only heard of Midwest style shit. Right. Yeah. And, so, and then so then like you know I I started listening to like Texas hip hop whenever I was in the army because like at the actual um the PX the post exchange on bases and stuff like that mm -hmm. in the CD section they would have stuff from like all over the country because right. people in the military are from right. all over the fucking country. And and that there's that plus you you were hanging out with other people you know I'm from Indiana I was hanging out with a dude from Georgia a dude from Virginia and a dude from California, California that we were yeah. all hanging out and stuff like that and that's when I first heard about E40 that's when I started first hearing like you know a couple of my 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 guys were from New York they turned me on to Dipset you know what I'm saying like I started hearing all this different kind of stuff because only thing I ever heard was what was on the local radio station where I was at or on like MTVB and stuff like that that was it back then right. but now you are able to do so much more and and the reason i said that i think the same that the same thing that held ja rule back as successful as he was i think the same thing that held him back that's helping cardi b and all of them succeed is that ja rule could not be a hundred percent who he wanted to be and who he was he had to be who he was to an extent within a box yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, he couldn't be 100% who he was. And 50 Cent in his book, Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter, he said that he should have just done that. But at the same time, he wouldn't have been able to get where he was, you know, because he was making good tracks. Like a lot of his tracks did really well. But there was always the confliction within the hip hop community because it's like, dude, how can you on every track be like doing gangster love songs mm -hmm. but then you know trying to be then but then at the same time trying to be you know murder ink murder murder and everything like that like it's very contradictory and yeah. and 50 cent was talking about that in his book as well too where he was saying that he thinks a lot of the problem was actually irv Gotti, who mm -hmm. was pushing the the murder ink and everything and like Supreme. that he, yeah, and that they were trying to go the gangster route, and Ja Rule was like, "That's not really me." But okay, let me put on a bandana, and then everybody was like, "Oh, you want to be Pac, right?" Like all that shit, you know what I'm saying? Because he couldn't be who he was. But now people like Playboy Cardi and Uzi Vert and everything like that, you know, people can be who they want to be now. And I think that 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 is the revolution within hip hop. But it's the it's but not also just the revolution within hip hop. It's the revolution within all music and all creative entertainment is that the ability to put your hands on what you fuck with the hardest is so easy now. And you can get into that little micro nation is a, a term I coined a while back is like, you can develop your own micro nation as an artist and you can have all of your people within your nation and you can talk directly to them 
you know, right. not just not just with like small little things like, you know, well, it's not small, but you know what I'm saying? Like like little micro communities like Discord or Telegram and stuff like that. But you can do it on the main platforms now on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know, X, whatever they want to call themselves, all that kind of shit. Right. Mm-hmm. You can do it within that because everything is so sub segmented that you can you can be who you want to be. And so like going to, you know, we're going to dive more into this, but going into you listening right here, right now as an artist, mm-hmm. I would say to you is that don't try to be something that you're not. Be you, but then learn how to promote yourself properly to right. where you can get there. Like if you're still trying to figure yourself out, cool fine because all the artists mentioned in that video have had an evolution and as humans you have an evolution you know you're not the same person you were when you're six years old that you are now whenever you're in your 20s or 30s or however old you are you listening right now you know you're not the same person you're not in the same shit you know you're gonna do what you want to do and that's one thing that that you know me and KP have had personal experience with as well. There's the same as what probably some of y'all listening right now have had where you on the surface are, you know, presented as one way, you know, you know, your race and everything like that. And so like, you know, historically you have been told, Hey, you need to fit in within this box, but then inside yourself, you're like, I don't fit in within that box. You know, I mean, you know, like, you know, me and KP have probably been, told like called similar things where we know we're like oh you know well you're a white dude trying to be black oh you're a black dude trying to be white you know shit like that and everything and but that shit doesn't really happen anymore like that's one of the things that trips me out the most is that all the shit that kkp can probably relate all the shit i went through growing up in middle school and high school whenever i was wearing baggy clothes and listening to fucking you know Pac and snoop dogg and all that shit and all the motherfucking preppy ass dudes, which was like 98% of the fucking school, right. they were all they were all listening to either like rock, pop, or country. And they're all like, oh, well, you trying to be black? And me and like five of my friends, the only other motherfuckers like me, were like, no, we're just we're just us. This is what we like. And, and like the whole time, oh yeah, you just want to be, you know, oh yeah, that's you know, that's hardcore over there. He just wants to be black, you know, blah, 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 shit like that. And but then like, you know. 28 29 started changing shit a lot to where all of a sudden like everyone's listening to hip-hop and i'm just like fuck all y'all like (laughs) right because i'm like seeing all these people and all like the stereotypical looking people that used to talk shit to me they're bumping the newest fucking hip-hop track and i'm sitting here i'm like go fuck yourself Right. Like, but, but, but at the same time, I, I've cooled down since then. But like 2008, 2009, I was having some issues because I'm sitting here. I'm just like, like having an identity crisis because I'm like, you know, this, this whole time I've been told that I'm trying to be something that I'm not. But in reality, I'm just me. And this is what I am. This is what I resonate with. Like I tell everybody, fuck, I didn't just go buy these CDs yesterday. I bought these CDs brand new when they came out. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's who who I've been, you know. But yeah, I love rock and hip hop, Pantera, and all that kind of shit. I mean, fuck, a couple episodes ago, I was wearing a Metallica shirt. Like, I like rock and shit like that too. I was raised on that. Like, my dad was a Kiss Army fucking, you know, member right. for for most of my life. And then, you know, Kiss did their their second farewell tour because they can never stop doing a farewell tour. But like, yeah. they they did their second farewell tour, right? And and then like. And then, then like right around the time they did Psycho Circus, 
that's when he first started listening to ICP a little bit. And then it kind of went from there. And now he's like big into that world. But even that world is like disintegrating into some other shit that that is all unique and everything like that, too. You know, and he listens to some very unique shit now. Right. And and, you know, like people like Tyler, the creator. I mean, one of my kids loves Tyler, the creator music. And I, I've only ever heard like one or two tracks from Tyler, the creator. Right. And this was before, like, you know, my my son started listening to it and shit. So it's not like I rubbed off on him, you know, with the Internet, the way it is, you can f- you can put your shit out there and it, as many different ways as you can find to put it out creatively will determine on 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 your success of people finding resonating and fucking with you as an artist and you can do whatever it is that you want to do you know and and you know to, to go back to that video real quick you know they were talking about you know Charlemagne the guy was like yo man i didn't like jesus straight to kanye's face and kanye is like okay because he at that because kanye has always been that person was like you know like yeah he's got his ego yeah he wants to be popular but at the same time once he got to a certain level of success it seems like every time with Kanye and a lot of people like like him in mentality wise is with Kanye is he'll put out a couple of things like it said it said um, 808s and Heartbreaks was very controversial I think that was one of his best tracks that and My Twisted Dark Fantasy those were fucking dope ass fucking albums right obviously you know amazing albums right obviously College Dropout and Graduation were iconic but like. But whenever he dropped 808s and Art Bakes, it switched everything. So he was riding graduation and college dropout and the hype from all that and the popularity he was having. And then he went 100% unique and experimental with 808s and Heartbreaks. And everybody was like, whoa, what the fuck? But then everybody started copying it, right? And then he had Watch the Throne, which was which was not bad. And I'm not a huge Jay-Z person myself, but Watch the Throne was all right. And, and you know, he had Watch the Throne and My Twisted Dark Fantasy, and then like it said in the video, he was he was super, super popular again. And then he dropped Jesus, which is totally experimental. Everybody's like, what the fuck? But he does that because it, it's just that's just how things went back then, right? Like but, but, but do you think okay, but let's see, this is where I'm like when I'm listening, I'm listening to you and I'm like, but I, when I think about it, I mean I'm going back into the 80s and right. like in early 90s, right? We don't talk enough about when it came to experimental hip hop, right? The in experimental um, um, era, right? Let's talk about um, let's talk about a tribe called Quest. Uh, let's talk about the the whole Native Tongue family, Queen Latifah, yep. um, uh, Black Sheep. Even let's talk about when um, let's talk about the Beastie Boys. Yeah. Rest in peace, um, MCA. But Paul's Boutique and Ill Communication mm-hmm. totally changed. Like, people don't think about how those albums really Brother Lynch. changed. Brother Lynch hung, right? Yeah, he Tech- he complete, he start well, yeah, but Brother Lynch inspired Tech Nine with the horror no, core shit. That, right. You know but, what I'm saying? But but he started horrorcore, you know what I'm saying? Like all that shit. Right. But that whole thing, but if you think about it, like as you were saying, like we're getting up to this point where we're seeing now Cardi, well, Playboy Cardi and mm-hmm. and Jesus, right? We can look at that. We can take that back into that during that time. Even if we look at rock and metal, we can look at the time when Rage Against the Machine and and Ministry and mm-hmm. Nine Inch Nails and those bands were coming out 
and Jesus and Mary Chain and ain't and Jane's addiction and red hot chili peppers and fishbone and living color, right? Mm -hmm. We were seeing this, we were seeing this whole shift and, and cultural shift back then. Mm -hmm. Back then, when I was growing up, it was the said it was we it was straight up segregated. It was white people music and black people music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I remember that growing up in Detroit, Michigan, because mind y'all, I grew up in a predominantly black neighborhood. So I would hear that a lot. I remember watching like lo when you were talking about local music, like it was for us, it was Detroit's most wanted and, mm. and smiley and the box. And I remember the show, a show called The Scene, which was a dance show. And then it came, it became the dance show, right? So I remember that whole shift as a black, as a black man, young black male growing up, but also being into the being into rock and metal ever since I was like six years old mm. and seeing that shift. And now you're seeing it with Tom McDonald and, and, and Adam Calhoun. I want to really get your take on that. And then we're going to get yeah. into where we're seeing the shift of where hip hop, that, that, that shift in hip hop, where now you're starting to get more blatant racist, coming into hip-hop and being able to rap and well, see and see i think that the the dynamic especially with adam calhoun um not so much with tom mcdonald because tom mcdonald has always been different than adam calhoun but like the the popularity with adam calhoun and that song um with some other artists kind of like that that are doing like that that country hip-hop shit but they're also mixing it with That's like cowboy troy by the way <laughs> right right but they're also mixing in they're mixing in hip hip-hop and, and that has like a strong element that's starting to be projected of like like ultimate patriotism as well too and i think that is what drives their success is the 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 divisiveness of them putting the stuff out you know when they put out a track called don't stomp on my flag that obviously plays into different um you know different political divide division and divisiveness that we already have in the country and stuff like that so i mean i get what you're saying with that but like to to close out the last thing i think that music has always been a creative endeavor and the creative people the ultra creative people are always the ones who rise to the occasion and rise to the top but then that's when the industry comes and plucks them uses them clones it because it's a new thing they're always the industry is always finding the new things cloning it and trying to monetize off of it because that's just the machine that it is it is what it is right as a business you know as a business any kind of business you have you always want to be as relevant as possible so that you can monetize and make as much profit as possible and be successful that's what you, what you want to do and so right. that's what the the music industry does in every genre you know like pantera used to be a fucking glam rock band you know with fucking you know instead of dimebag daryl it was diamond daryl you yep. know what I'm saying? Like shit like that. And then, you know, they, you know, they, they, they heard on tour, they heard a different sound and then they fucking took that sound and went with it. And that became Pantera. And then they set the scene running, you know, with Pantera and then they changed their whole look. And yeah. Shit. They changed their whole look and Dimebag Daryl became Dimebag instead of Diamond right. Daryl. Instead of having diamond studded shit, he dyed his fucking beard red and shit. Like all that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, no disrespect to Pantera. Like I like, 
like a lot of Pantera's music, you know, but they set the scene for a lot of things, just like how Nirvana set the whole grunge scene on fire and everything where you're living at right now in Seattle. Like it came from the small areas and then popped off. It's just, I think what it is nowadays is that it's, 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 it's popping off and coming out of seemingly nowhere faster and easier and without the control of the 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 music industry machine actually plucking it and putting it into the stream right people can can scour the internet and find whatever they whatever they find interesting and resonate with it fuck with it and dive deep into it without anybody you know uh putting it in front of them i'm trying to think of the word it starts with the c's where you gather things up and i didn't hear what you said i said like to shove it down their throat no not to shove it down his throat thing the anyway no it's not it's not correlating or whatever i don't know i can't remember what it is but anyway without without somebody selectively finding things and putting it saying okay we're the entertainment industry here being entertained by this now it's individuals who say hey i'm creative boom here what do you think about this boom here what do you think about this like i said on one of the early earlier episodes where i'm saying you know marketing your music is basically like taking your your genitals out and putting them on a table and in front of a lot of people and be like hey what do you think about this i made this myself right that was a, a crude but funny example about what creativity and what your your creative outlet and and expression and, and product is of your music oh shit what that is it on the stage nowadays you know and and that's where the internet and and all the social media and everything like that is 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 very very good and like that video also said too the TikTok trends and, you know, trying to stay up on the hottest trend and trying to sound the same as everybody and shit like that, that doesn't work. You know, like I told somebody one time, so here in Indiana, where I'm from, people always say a lot of things like, oh, nobody ever comes out of Indiana. Well, I'm going to put Indiana on the map and blah, 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 and everything. They're like, the only people that ever it's came out of it. All the time is from that damn place. Right. But they were like, they're like, you know, like in hip hop, manly, like they're like, oh, nobody ever came out. The only people that ever came out and made it big were Michael Jackson and Franny Gibbs. And they're both from Gary, which is damn near Chicago. Right. Because it's like right outside Chicago. Right. And and I'm sitting here, I'm just like, yeah, but both Michael Jackson and Freddie Gibbs had something in common. They were both unique and different. Like you listen to Freddie Gibbs, he does not sound like like anyone else. Yeah. Right. But but anyone else before him, let me say it like that, because there's a lot of people that have started emulating his style and shit like that. And he even said that in an interview one time, because I dove into Freddie a little bit. I like a few of his tracks and shit, but I dove into a few of his like interviews and shit. And he like, because I saw him on Joe Rogan a couple times and shit like that too. But he was like, look, I came up with my own style so I could stand out. And so that's why I keep telling people like here, they're all like, they, they keep doing what they see as popular. And then they emulate that. They're like, oh yeah, let me get on this. Oh, let me get on this train. And I'm like, no, just be you. But, but see, the problem is, is that- a lot right. of people out here do that. Right. But see, uh, yeah, exactly. And see, the problem is, is that a lot of people, they don't know how to just be them in the face of everyone telling them they should be something else. You know what I'm saying? Like me and you, I grew up in a mainly white 
fucking town. You grew up in a mainly black area, right? But we were into shit that was not mainstream. Like I yep. was not, you know, like, yeah, I was into rock and stuff like that, but like I wasn't into country music and all that shit. I still am. It's not, you know, my grandparents were, and that was the crazy part. My right. grandparents. Told yeah. Me yeah. Music. Yeah. There's that too. But that, that era yeah. of grandparents were really big. Country music was really big at that time. Oh yeah. But, but like, you know, to, to kind of go into what you were, you were wanting to talk about with the whole, how Adam Calhoun and them were getting a lot of exposure, but like a lot of these newer, like uh punk and rock and metal bands with, with mixed race uh, uh, groups, you know, or black mm-hmm. frontmen or what have you um, uh, are not getting a lot of things, uh, you know, I think is a very complex issue. So like, yes, obviously there's, there's, there is, the elephant that you know white skin culture no matter what it is white skins get pushed a little bit more than black skins unless they're the token fucking lackey right type of right. shit right mm-hmm. yes it happens it sucks it's, it's, fucked. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucked up it is what it is right yeah. but is i mean you can only do so much about it you can you can march in the streets all you want you can protest all you want and do whatever you want to your heart's content to to be able to try to fight against that. But there's a certain element. It's like, that's kind of what it is, right? right. Unfortunate. But so I think that is a, as an element, right? I'm not going to dismiss that. But what I also think the element is as well, too, this is multifaceted. Another point of it is, is that over the last decade or, or more, 10 to 15 years, hip hop has and, and, and rap in general has gained such a huge market share in the entertainment industry mm-hmm. that that it is doing more mainstream numbers than what rock punk metal and like any of the other like that kind of genre non hip hop is d- able to do just because it's so it, it's pushed more by the entertainment industry and it's also just so prevalent like 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 i just said like when i grew up me and five of my friends were the only ones to listen to hip-hop in my whole school of you know middle school high school everything like that my whole school hardly any of us fucking listen to that shit right Mm -hmm. and now it's like most white people listen to fucking hip-hop music right and 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 it's just so prevalent, you know, like every every race, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to keep it black and white, but no, like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like it is so prevalent in our culture, hip hop music, rap music. And, and you know, if you want to get into it, we can. There's a there is a distinction between rap music and hip hop music. All right. Rap music is more like the poppy trending type of shit. And the hip hop music is more the shit that I resonate with, where it's like conscious music, you know, fucking raw lyrics, talking about real shit, you know, not just being like, oh, I'm popping bottles, throwing fucking hundreds of fucking hookers. Right. Right. That's all fucking dope. But most of the time, most of those dudes ain't even doing it. They're just talking about it because it this it runs numbers. Mm -hmm. But but so so I think that 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 has a big aspect to do with it as well um on top of the 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 topic divide that you know with the 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 extreme patriotism and the fuck america type of divide type of thing in america you know because 
because you know what adam calhoun has always kind of well not initially when he first came out but he kind of rode that train in like 2014 15 he started getting into like the pre-trump movement where it was like a conservative uh movement push politically and stuff like that conservatives started getting like in the mainstream with social media and stuff like that that's when Ben Shapiro and Steven Crowder and a lot of other conservative people started really getting on the rise. And he was riding in on that and he brought in like the hip hop. I remember some of his earliest music. He was like the white guy surrounded by black dudes. And then he was talking about like some patriotic type of shit or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. He's always kind of been on that realm with um, Ryan Upchurch and, and, and shit like that. Right. Th those guys have been in that kind of realm and that right. realm is very divisive. So then when they bring somebody like Tom McDonald, who a lot of people like who are not hyper patriotic. Right. Mm -hmm. And then Tom McDonald gets on with an Adam Calhoun and everybody, a lot of people don't even can't even tell you a name of one Adam Calhoun song, but they see Adam Calhoun. Oh, he's a racist or whatever they fucking think, right? Oh, he's one of those MAGA guys, right? Something like that, right? They have mm -hmm. a pre preconception. They see Tom McDonald. And so but that's what he don't, but firestorm. that's what they, but that's what they portray though. Yes, that they is what they portray. That. They give he, us he, that. Yeah, yeah, he does write it. He does write it. He rides that wave. I'm not saying he doesn't, but people who've never even listened to him, they only think they're like they only think of his brand that he's he's built, right? They think of his brand that he's built, and then they see Tom McDonald's brand, and they put them together, and there then it's a fucking firestorm because it's like, oh, Tom McDonald's on that MAGA shit now too. Oh, is he want Trump? You know, and it starts a lot of that shit going, and so then I think that's what drives the views. So I think it's a mix of the controversy sells. Uh -huh. And and oh yeah, and, definitely. And, and hip hop is on a rise, and and but but places like punk rock and my my future wife, um, that you showed me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> What's her name again? I want Dragon her Baby T. Dragon Baby T. Yeah, my future wife, Dragon Baby T. <laughs> right? People like you know places like that, spaces like that, are showcasing, you know. You know, you know, for for lack of better words, you know, it's black people in rock and metal and punk and stuff like that making great fucking music. Right. right. And we're going to show you the clip here in a second from yeah. my future wife's great video that she did. <laughs> right. And and uh, and uh, right, because uh, she's got the thickness and she can get the quickness. You know what I'm saying? And uh but but she uh nah nah for real she's a beautiful chick but she's also talking about some real shit she she highlights she highlights some dope shit and and you know that whole movement that you're involved in you know with punk yeah. black and everything like that with the the not atypical looking sounding feeling rock punk metal movement that's coming up i, th I think that's what a good summarization to call that right. movement right for those of you who don't know what it is it, it's it's pretty cool i've only like you know touched the surface based off of you know kp and everything like that but it's it's very very interesting i get what you're saying about you're you're sitting here a black man who is a minority of a minority where you're like man i'm i love rock metal punk and everything like that it's severely underserved in the black community you know like black people are and like the fact that it's, that it's right and the fact that it's created rock and roll was created by black people there's that as well too there's right. always been that situation mm -hmm. right but but 
you know, you're sitting here and you're like, oh man, why are these people not getting the thing? But you know, this motherfucker, Adam and Tom McDonald, blah, 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 which I don't like Tom McDonald myself. Right. But, but you know, they're getting all this steam and everything. It's like, well, I, so, so it's back to what I think it is, is that hip hop is a majority in entertainment. So there's that. Mm -hmm. And then controversy sells. So there's that. Right. I, I see what you're saying with is like, oh, you don't want to highlight these black experimental people doing something that's not hip hop because, you know, mainstream is saying black people make hip hop. That's it. They don't do other shit. I get what you're saying with that. That is fucked up. That might be an aspect. But I think the other two, you know, if we weigh everything, the other two weigh a little bit more, in my opinion. I just like to see what you what you think about that, that 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 hip hop being a mainstream music genre oh, yeah. and and controversy selling weighs a little heavier than keep the black man down type of shit. Like, I'm not saying it's not there. I'm no, no, you're right. Little, you know. No, you're right. Because mm -hmm. when you think about it, because if I'm looking at, if you look at it from that perspective, and I think about, and we're going to think, we're going to look at a couple of bands, but we're looking at one of the bands, um, one of the artists, Cinnamon Bay. Okay. Um, and actually, you know what? Let's go. I'm going to, let's go ahead and share the screen because I want to show you guys. You going to play my wifey's video? Yeah, we're going to show your wifey's video. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny dragon baby yeah. t if you watch dragon this gonna baby. Be, she gonna be fucking this gonna be funny as hell we got I, we you gotta make sure you put that on there too man because oh, yeah. it's just super funny dragon <laughs> baby t hit me up at harkos h-a-r-k-o-s what's up so anyway, so, uh, anyway this is my video guys i'm listening this one <laughs> got me rolling over here dude don't don't hate <laughs> So this is my video right here. Come on, I'm trying to I'm trying to merge white hip hop with black rock. Nah, it's not. Want to talk about it? Let's go ahead and talk about it. As we all know, everybody's been said that you've been hearing the word that rock is dead and there's no real rock stars. I'm sorry. Shout out to my man Finn McKinty and a couple other cats out there. But I gotta say this: it's not that rock's dead. What's starting to happen is there's a growth of artists of color who are starting to become in rock and metal and if you go to check out dragon baby t and <laughs> punk black and y'all will see some of the hottest new rock bands coming up right now rock metal punk alternative they all in there yo check out dragon baby t's weekly five because that's what she does so yo if you guys want to check it out check out and punk she drives black and crazy. dragon baby t y'all because that's where you're gonna see a lot of the newer acts out there that's in hard rock, punk, metal, alternative. You know what I'm saying? Yo, is rock dead? I like my delivery on that, by the way. I like <laughs> to hear it, hear it go. Like to hear it go. <laughs> <laughs> that was really that's, good. That's, that's one of the things when I first heard that whenever he was like, <laughs> let me tell you about it right now. I was like, oh, that shit, that shit's Calhoun Tubbs. Like to hear it go. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to In Living Color, man. Yeah, Yo, that's the shit, dude. That was another culture. That was another culture. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, another culture changer, bro. That was dude. The game, and, game and, and it goes back to the creativity thing. Creativity sells more yeah. than popularity and riding waves does because yeah. In Living Color did some crazy out of the box experimental shit. Jim Carrey yep. would be a nobody Canadian still if it wasn't for that fucking show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With him and Facts. doing Fire Marshal Bill and stuff like that, dude. Facts. That that dude was able to showcase him 
being who he is, which is a unique, crazy motherfucker, and able to get up there. And Jamie Foxx Jamie came Fox, out of that shit. Yeah. And Jamie Foxx is one of the most creative people around. Supposedly, he just got cloned or something now. But yeah, but but like he, you know, like everything that he's ever touched, he does comedy and fucking singing, acting, like voice impressions like that motherfucker can do a better Dave Chappelle than Dave Chappelle like <laughs> yeah like like multi-talented people you know and David Allen Greer and like all the weigh-ins is you know with all the shit that they did you know with between Blank Man and you know Don't Be a Menace to South Central Sipping Your Gin in the Hood like all that shit Super like, your juice behind it like that, that, your that juice in the hood, right know? exactly like 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 that was Go down dirty a, shame right that you know uh uh Minister Society, no, not Minister Society. Not it was uh, don't be a minister while drinking. Yeah, and no, yeah, that's what it is. I already just said that. Yeah, I yeah. just said that. But anyway, they uh, that was a a congregation of extremely experimental, creative people that changed like, so much shit. Right, changed the entire and, game, dude. and all of them just did what the fuck they felt in their soul. They didn't try to fit into anything. No, nope. right, nothing. And they became successful. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is, you know. And so, don't don't be afraid to do that. Like I, I just got done editing fucking episode five, and mm -hmm. I put the you know, there's a lot of clips. That whole episode was about you know, don't be afraid to do something different because I I talked about how you know Wiz Khalifa was on Bill Maher and. You know, like that's like a total fucking weird mesh and stuff like that, you know, but like like being yourself, being creative is so much better than being a fucking clone. Yeah. So much better. But anyway, Wayne Brady is another great example of that. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. But here's his uh here's a <laughs> shout out Dragon yeah. Baby T if you gonna be watching this up Yeah, this Dragon <laughs> Baby T. Look, I'm trying to mix, I'm trying to create the perfect merger. Right between white hip hop people and black metal people. All right. And I think me and you would be able to create that merger and the baby that would happen from that would just oh be amazing. Oh my God, this thing. Yeah. <laughs> man, man. <laughs> Let's get show, show this girl's video. You know, show this and woman's he... <laughs> video, y'all. This nigga, I swear, y'all, I'm not. I... <laughs> I'm Dragon Baby T, and these are five bands you need to add to your playlist. That that's a different one. Play the other one. Yeah, I mean, actually, I'm gonna go to that one. All right, which one was it? I think was it was towards the beginning. Oh damn! Yeah, you, 
Don't move down. <laughs> she starts. She starts looking even better down. It was. It's like you're right here. Here we are. <laughs> I'm Dragon Baby T, and these are five bands you need to add to your playlist. And you might reflect, visions getting clearer. Diamonds in your neck, I'm not your enemy. That's why I live with no Scream, dude! Oh, hell yeah! Yeah. So that one, that clip right there, not only is my my wifey doing amazing, right oh. there, but 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 like if you listen to the dynamic of those five ones, right? Yeah. Every single one of those is different. Like that second one, Bad Rabbits or whatever, they have mm -hmm. like a super funk sound and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, and, and but but like. I think I think at least three out of five, if not more than that, of those that she highlighted right there had mixed race band with it. You know what I'm saying? Like a black front person or what have you. And but it was still like dope music and it was very unique, like especially that Bad Rabbits one. Like that one sticks out to me like something crazy because there's that. And then there's like there's like, yeah, and then there was like, yeah, and then there was like the, 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 the yeah, the fourth one in there. I can't remember all the names. My memory is not that great. But like that fourth one in there, it just like, doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Dude had like a Rage Against the Machine shirt on and stuff like that. But that had like 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 a blink 182 almost kind of style mm -hmm. like like that it wasn't quite raging against machine but it wasn't quite blink 182 it was like in the middle like that whole era in like yeah. the late 90s early 2000s like rocking shit like that which is whenever i was listening to a lot of it you know mm -hmm. and but it's very experimental and i get what you're saying it's like why are these bands not not blowing up you know why are they not getting the attention that like adam calhoun and shit like that did and and honestly like I, I, you know, I get like, I, I, we've went over this like five times. I get your, one of your main pushes on it. You know, it's like, oh, you know, they're not wanting to highlight, you know, dope black artists and shit. But what right. I think, I think it might be as well too, is that the, the marketing for it is not hitting the same level of mainstream um, viewership. Mm-hmm. And, and awareness that there we go it's not the marketing for them is not hitting the same level of mainstream awareness that a brand like like tom mcdonald and cut cat or cut calhoun cut calhoun was much better than adam calhoun <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> but, but but like adam calhoun and tom mcdonald have built for themselves and so it's all right. about building your brand right which is is tough in the face of adversity i mean like it it that's just how it is but you right. can still you can still grow from right. that. And, 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 and all those groups, I mean, those groups are getting mentioned on, you know, my baby Dragon Baby T's uh, Instagram. And but they're also getting mentioned on Punk Black and stuff, which is a growing right. um, um, place. So like very growing, very growing, very right, growing platform. Right. 
Right, very grown platform. So that micro nation of that unique, diverse, experimental rock and punk and metal and everything like that has a place to live on mm-hmm. the internet, which is amazing because it only ever used to live in KP's individual heart or yeah. Dragon Baby T's individual heart or you know who you know all these other people like the individual. Now there's a place and all y'all can come together from all over the fucking world. You can hang out with some black Aborigine in Af- in Australia who yeah. loves fucking bad rabbits just as much as you do or whoever the fuck you know what i'm saying like 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 and you can hang out with some fucking you know some some dude in china who loves the same thing or whatever well, maybe not china because mm-hmm. they're locked down but you know what i'm saying like but you, still people from all but they mean look at go the band make one place well look at the band uh was it make make the last one the one with the heart mm-hmm. where the, the hard harsh ass screaming yeah. vocals that shit like i love them mm-hmm. like as you, you saw me headbanging yeah. right so, yeah exactly but and and what i'm but here's the thing that I, and just like and what, what you're saying is also the fact that you looked at my video and like i said i got over seven thousand views on that video thanks to punk black and them tagging it and putting my name on there and stuff right so i realized that also gave me the realization of also presentation right me being a representative of rock and punk and metal and being black and being queer Mm -hmm. there is more there needs to be more instead of always trying to be the musician or the rock star or in the band all the time like where do we need more of us being in the representation in the you know giving representation and management and in it and in in administration as well so that's where i was like when i looked at myself on that video and also us being podcasters i started realizing like okay that's it and you just you and you really nailed it you just you totally nailed it it's about us like artists like myself instead of always trying to shine the light of me being an artist shine the light of these other artists and being a representative being a voice for them right so that's well, something i really started now that's something that mm-hmm. you know and i'm looking at myself now and looking at what we're doing and it's like yeah this is it right here like being able to share these platforms and even like another thing that i'm going to do is start making more working on my content mm-hmm. to where i can have these shows where you, I'm showing the bands, like how, fan, shout out to Fantastic Hip Hop. Like mm. me doing that and me showing my, showing my face because Corey, shout out to Corey of our net, of, uh, of Bam Brand Man. He said that it would be cool if I showed my face more in these types of videos mm-hmm. where I'm teaching, but at the same time working on content where it's not just me posting. It's me right. actually working on these commentary videos and then speaking about them and giving like giving brief discussions on them, showcasing the artists and really giving, giving people a show. Right. Well, that's going to be good because, you know, in a way you're subject matter expert on those things. And so the, the best person to speak about it is you like, yeah, you, you know, you can re- repost and reshare like other people's creative content that you see high value in. But if you if you take their stuff and their information, you resonate with it on yourself and how you feel and your own ideas and everything like that. And then you create your own individual unique thing and then you put that out there, then people are going to be able to resonate with you because you may have a little bit of a different point of view than what 
you know, like for instance, me and experimental hip hop have different points of view on different things, right? right. Like he was saying things from a certain perspective. I say it from a different perspective, you know? And so like some people are going to resonate with that perspective and some people won't, you know? And mm -hmm. so I, I agree, like, you know, being able to highlight and showcase these type of artists and stuff like that will, will resonate, will, it will uplift your profile as an individual and as an artist and as a lover of that stuff as well too because mm -hmm. that's one of the things that that i keep trying to tell a lot of artists to do and a lot of them give me all the excuses in the world and then i tell them how my schedule is with mm -hmm. all the shit i have to work on and they're like i don't know how you do it and then they still give me all the excuses about how they can't do it right what i'm trying to say is i keep trying to tell all these artists i'm like look you need to have you need to post more content than just your own music because when i go to your fucking page all i see is listen to my music listen to my music buy my stuff buy my stuff yeah. support me i'm gonna hear check me 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 check out my stuff me music my, like it's fucking annoying and people mm -hmm. don't like it right but if you create unique content that is you you know and and they're looking at like oh yeah like I like this person for this point of view or this this interest. We have the same interest. Oh, me and you are kind of like the same. Oh, you make music too? Yeah, your music's pretty cool too. You know, blah, blah, blah. It kind of goes from there, you know? Right. So like with you, you know, you're talking about all this stuff with, you know, the punk black music and movement and everything like that that you're into and you're sitting there talking about it from your own point of view, your own perspective and everything like that. You're right. bringing up people that punk black may not even be bringing up and everything like that. Right. You're talking about all these different things. People like you as a person, they see your profile, then they see you and they're like, Oh, okay, let's see what else this guy has. Right. Oh, he's also got this other podcast with this goofy ass white dude over here. That's in love with fucking dragon lady. Right. <laughs> and then, and then, Oh Him wait, dragon baby T. Right. And then he also, he also makes his own music too. All his music, pretty dope you know instead of like that like they see you as more than just one thing right they're that's getting how, to yeah they're getting to know grow. me before they get to the they, they're getting to know me before they get to the music and that is yep. true and artists another thing too is like this and and if you picked up on what i had said um i had stated that you know you don't always have to just focus on being a musician or an artist there are other things that need to be done like i said like when it comes to this movement when it comes to punk black and those and, and representing these bands of color. Right. The one thing that I realized too, is that I don't always, that I'm getting at a point. I'm at the point where I'm at the age where I'm not trying to get out there and really be on stage as much. Right. But my voice, right. Yeah. This could be my stage right here. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, and also using my YouTube channel to create those you know, the the taint, the Tainted Novelty Music and Entertainment clips of me talking about the music, showing new bands, showing artists and things like that, being that representation, that voice, right. you know, so that I and I think we need we definitely need more of that. Mm -hmm. And so that's something I really like. I realized like, hey. As you know, and and I still gonna put out music because I like doing the, the the music like for our for our podcast, like you know, right. you able to put my put that conga flow on there, or mm -hmm. me being able to work with an artist, an experimental um, free jazz artist that I've been working with uh, lately, being able to give him drum tracks, right? Right. Being able to do different things, even like starting doing my working on my Beat Stars account, 
where mm-hmm. I'm putting out different stuff on there, different experimental sounds, and even utilizing my voice with my vocals. And shout out to my boys, ask, ask me if I care. There's another band here. This is another um, band from um, Florida that I'm p- promoting as well, and I, that I love and I promote. You know what I'm saying? And they're, they're um, a Black-led band as well. So being able to do those things within, you know, within this space, those are those are those are niches that a lot of us don't think about even getting yeah. into the production yeah. and, side and you, right and you yeah and you being able to create your own thing to fit in with all of that where you're promoting you know black lead rock and metal and stuff like that things that really really speak to you mm-hmm. you know that's 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 going to be so much more fulfilling to you. It's going to resonate more with people, you know, because, you know, a lot of I, one thing I see a lot of people fall victim to in, in the hip hop space, for instance, is like they will see success following a certain narrative. Mm-hmm. And people will only know them for their music. That's it. And then right. all these people, all these up and coming people will be like, oh, that person has success. Let me do what they do. And it's like, no, because that's 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 fading. Plus, they're on a certain level. Right. Because mm-hmm. like once you get to a certain level, people don't really care about the intricacies of you. You know, people yeah. don't care about the intricacies of DJ Khaled and what he stands for. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, if he says anything political or whatever, people just say, DJ Couch, shut the fuck up and make another mixtape, right? Or something like that, right? Yeah, you know, because he's not going to have that political, because he's not political. He's always thinking, it's beautiful, mm-hmm. baby. It's beautiful. Right. Yeah, so right, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, but he built himself with that single-minded, narrow vision <laughs> and stuff. And a lot of other people did as well, too, in that that lane. But we're reaching a whole new day now where things are coming so much more, you know, like all the experimental artists we talked about, you know, Travis Scott, Playboy Cardi, you know, all the the places, you know, ask me if I care and all these other groups, right. They are growing based on their uniqueness, you know, uh, uh, Tyler, the creator based on uniqueness. Like when people listen to his music, they also look at the other things that he fucks with. You know, when people look at their music, they also look at the other things, you know, like, like, like ASAP Rocky and the whole ASAP crew, they changed the game with video work, like yeah. their video style on their videos. If, if any of y'all have never seen an ASAP video, watch any ASAP video, ASAP Ferg, ASAP Rocky, ASAP, mm-hmm. whatever, right. Their video style it wasn't a thing until they they made it right. right they made their own unique thing and rocked with it you know mm-hmm. and so that's what you have to do as an artist as well too is just be you and it's going to be an uphill battle like a motherfucker yeah. right i mean it, it's going to be but when you do start getting success, once you learn how to market it properly or you get some people behind you, like me or KP, to help you market <laughs> it properly, Word. like to help you market it properly, it's going to help you get more successful and then you're going to get more fulfillment from it. Dude, you're going to kill me with these ladies. <laughs> this is another artist I wanted to show you. Her name's Cinnamon Babe. I wanted to <sighs> show you her too. <laughs> 
Yeah. Now she actually now just to give you a cool to give you a bit of cool a cool vibe about her and just as we're touching on this right. Oh, that's she, a cool picture right there. The drawing one. Yeah, that's, that's really her, really cool. Yeah, that's her story. She's like she's looking like Storm. But right. her name not Stormy. only is it sexy, but it's cool. Like it's yeah. like unique at the same time. It's cool. But her name is um her name is Stormy, and she was she's an actor. She's an actress actually. She's played in really couple. She's played in quite a few movies. Um, but. She has this song that was banned on TikTok. It was uh called it's called Rock and Roll is Black. And she Why came out, banned? yeah. It was Why banned was it on banned? TikTok. Okay, because because white again, white incels and supremacists were saying that the song was offensive because she was telling the truth about it, right? She was totally okay. telling the truth. She was spitting that real about it in the song. And where I'm gonna actually dude, go, I'm gonna go. Everything go to, go is to offensive to somebody. Like, I don't know why we got to keep shutting everything down because something's offensive to this group or that group or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, white incels were pissed off about this one and shut down this lovely, lovely lady over here in her music, right? Okay, but at the same time, like, you know, you know, white shit gets shut down because, you know, black people get pissed off or, or whatever. Like, like, it's like, look, you're never gonna like something that, that everyone likes. Like it's, it's, everything is going to be offensive. You know what I'm saying? Right. But here's the difference. There's, there's shit, the, right, there's right, 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 but, but, there, but there's, okay. There's, there's shit equally. That right. But here's me. the things. That, that Trump says and that Biden says, they offend me equally, right? It doesn't fucking matter because the reason they offend me equally is because my ideas are supreme in my head, right? Right. That That's right. just how it is. And that's people need to get that under their fucking skull. Like, people get off mentally on the idea of, I didn't like that person. I got them shut down. I won. It's like, no, you're a fucking loser, right? Because not only did you not win over them, but you're still a nobody. Right. You know what I'm saying? But here's you're, the kicker. You're but, but, but here's the kicker, though. And this is what I was saying with this, is that when it comes down to it, like, again, her song got banned for for, for what it said. But they actually, okay, yeah. But Adam, yeah. Actually, uh, Tim Mc, Tom McDonald did get one of his songs banned because of it. But here's the, here are the lyrics that... um. Here's a video. Check out the lyrics, or you want to check out the lyrics or the video? Either one. Lyrics fine. All right. Lyrics. Yeah, let's do lyrics. Let's do lyrics because you're gonna be. You're gonna. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's just do, let's just look at words. All right. Okay. So here are the words to that song. Taking my culture back. Hip, rock and roll is black. I almost said hip hop is black. <laughs> rock and roll is black. All right, Hendrix flooding my bloodstream, rebel of this world. Hear my screams ready to push. Yeah. I can't say some of these words in here. Okay, so it says, let me read. It says, Hendrix flooding in my bloodstream, rebel of this world. Hear my screams ready to push the minority dream. The people who have died to, to have seen me seen. They hate that they hate to have my words so political. Want me in my place to be traditional. Your image of me is based on fictional. I'm I'm this deep individual ready to speak. You want to dress I, I when I dress how I want, they call me a freak. When I talk how I want, they call me a geek. Y'all niggas don't like me because you're weak. I'm not a dial. Or your little toy. I'm a crazy ass beast. 
that screams off the boys. Well, actually, uh, that scares off the boys. Scary. She said it, she said it's I'm scary, I'm a crazy ass bitch that scares off the boys. Get off my page if you're not ready for the noise. Entity sent designed to designed to destroy. I'm here to, to I'm here to corrupt, not here to enjoy. I'm taking my culture back. I'm taking my culture back. I'm taking my culture back because rock and roll is black. Yeah, those are dope lyrics. I and but see the thing amazing is, is that, lyrics. But see, you okay, so that's interesting because I I don't understand how white incels could get upset with that based off of those lyrics they're clearly mm -hmm. getting based off of the narrative around it not the actual lyrics because the actual lyrics if anything she's talking to fucking black people yeah you know what i'm Get saying like based off those lyrics i like i yeah i can see some things about you know i'm taking my culture back because rock and roll is black okay yeah she might be you know hitting that hitting that white people because really <laughs> and because <laughs> because um, because, you know, because, you know, you know, the whole, the whole, the whole, whatever it is that, you know, you know, white people took over hit, uh, rock and roll and, you know, made it like the big thing. And now it's weird to see black person in rock and roll, mm -hmm. you know, even though it started out with black people and everything like that. Like I could see, I, that's what I see more off of that. That's the only thing I could see that it's, it's taking that would, that would piss off any white people, but. At the same time, it's like, who the fuck cares? Like, even if, even if it was, if it was something totally different, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, this fucking shit is so fucking annoying. All right. But here's it, to, the kicker. To me, you know? Right. I know. I get what you're saying. But okay. But here's the kicker, bro. And I was yeah, watching. Yeah, I saw what this, you typed in. <laughs> yeah. Adam Calhoun got a video. Yeah. And I think it was in, he was in Chicago when he said that. Um, but he was in Chicago. Was it uh, was it this one? Yeah, here, yeah, this was the one. See, this is see, this is where and the thing is like what pissed me off about this was for those of y'all who are just listening only, we're looking, we're reading the lyrics, reading the lyrics. for for Adam Calhoun's song Racism, mm -hmm. where he like blatantly uses the N-word with the A at the end, and he's talking about like different things in here, like the different like he he's bringing up like the old trope like there's a difference between er and a at the end and one's friendly and if you're accepted within the community blah 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 all that kind of stuff right which is something like that a lot of us white people developed in either black culture or hip-hop culture or whatever have never wanted to do we're like no that that's for you let's go whatever like even when i was younger a different story you know it, i was just like I, was, I didn't feel comfortable with me 
You know, like like I hung when I was in the army, I hung out with a lot of black people, and they're like, "Oh man, you're you're cool, man. You get a pass. You can say whenever you're with us or whatever." Because they were throwing it back around, you know, because it's kind of like you yeah, know, it's just like part of the vocabulary. And I was like, "No, I'm good, thanks." <laughs> yeah, I get uncomfortable. I get I'm I get good, uncomfortable. I, I've got after a while, I started getting uncomfortable with that man because, but right. it, it, but here's the thing: as I'm reading the lyrics, and I get it, um. It's very incendiary. It's very controversial. But if you actually look into the lyrics, he he's saying he something tags on. He's tagging on. Yeah. And I'm looking at it like, OK, I, I see where he started off at the first. He started off with the cracker ass cracker and mm-hmm. they got your rebel flag with your camel hats backwards uh, stains on your shirt with your with your fucked up teeth piece of shit truck broken down in the middle of the street old lady bitching in the passenger in, in, in the passenger street or passenger seat that's really what he wants to say i guess but yeah a passenger seat um smoking like a chimney and the, and the kids in the back can't breathe got a got a kid on your lap smack his ass if he speaks always wearing wife beaters because because there's because their ass getting beat um uh, okay that's white trash yeah so he's like, he's like talking about white trash shit like Super trashy shit, right? right? Yeah. Okay. But here's yeah, my thing. But, but it did so much controversy because he threw around the N-word in there. Well, no, I mean as a white dude. Right, right. And here, but here's my thing. Okay. I guess what frustrates me is that he's he was able to do it and Sad and and, and 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 you know what's funny was that there were a lot of black people who agreed with him. Yeah. But when it came to this song, when it came to rock and roll is black, mm-hmm. I did not see the same. And I'm talking about I'm and I'm speaking about black people who come from the hood, black people where I where I come from, like we were talking about from like the Gary Indianas, the Detroit Michigans, the mm-hmm. the Chicago's, and the right. Those black people from the Montgomerys and the and the and the Birminghams and the and the and the you know Atlantis, right? Right. I didn't see this same energy for Cinnamon Bay. And I realized where it comes from. See where it's coming from, and I'm noticing, and as I'm listening to you, and I'm listening to you as well with this conversation. Yeah, but I want to know what you're going to say. Right, and this is why I know, right, right. I am going to say something. That's why I want to, and I'm saying this, and that's why I was like, I was letting you, allowing you to have this this conversation because so then we can have this closure where this is what I want you, for artists, this is what I want y'all to think about, okay? I want y'all to think about a couple things. When it comes to creating music, okay? Number one, your skin color does not dictate what type of music you make and how good it's going to how good or bad it's going to be or indifferent all right that's one thing and number 2 i want you to understand this you're going to have controversy all right you are going to have controversy i've gone through it I'm quite sure Hark's gone through it. And actually he has gone through it because he explained how he's gone through it, right? Yeah. 
So what I'm saying is this to to kind to to wrap this up. All right, guys, is this number one or the main thing of all? I don't care what kind of music you do. The one thing I want you all to do, no matter what, and we can all take this lesson from punk ass Adam Calhoun, Tom McDonald, bad uh, bad rabbits, cinnamon babe, um. Dragon Baby T, yeah. <laughs> Carks White, Wanna Be White. I don't know anything about Cinema Baby too. Like we need to figure out some kind of poly thing. <laughs> okay, but as you guys can see, my point is this, and what 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 I want to iterate is this, y'all. We are at a cultural and creative change. All right. And every one of us, no matter if you're black, Asian, white, Hispanic, Latino, African, um, from Honduras, from Micronesia, from your Laos, your Vietnamese, your Russian, your Czechoslovakian, I don't care. You all now have the ability to change the world with your music and make a difference, okay? And with the internet, we all now have that exposure. And, and I we all and have the take, power. And we all have the power. And it's taken me, it's taken me up to this moment to realize how much of that power I still have. Right. But now it's gonna have to shift into where I'm sitting behind the scenes or sitting in front of this camera like we are now and being able to talk about it and being able to, to represent and being able to showcase these artists and showcase this style, this lifestyle, these, this, this culture, right? Showcase what we're doing today. And that now, and now that we have the power to do that, that's what I want to see more of us do. Absolutely. We have the chance now to combat if we got something to say to Adam Calhoun and Tom McDonald, like I do, I'm going to say it now. Yeah. And now, and, and also being able to showcase Dragon Baby T and play Rock and Roll is Black by Cinnamon Babe and all those other great tunes that we're hearing out there. Showcase my man, Kenny Hoopla. Showcase Toast and the Bossy, who I've met. Shout out to Animals as Leaders. Being able to have this very platform right now. Being able to shout out to my girl, Guitar Gabby. Shout out to Rocka, to, to Deka Roxolidian. Shout out to Martha, Flora from Martha. Shout out to all of you. Now being able to have this platform and being able to share that with you and everybody else and having a great, a great partner like you as a co-host and being able to share these things. And saying, and no longer now, now we don't have to just say it is what it is. We have the power to now change it. And that's what I want you to, that's what I want y'all to take from this artist. Even though, if even if you want to get out of music and you want to go behind the scenes, guess what? You're needed behind those scenes now. Because look how many artists we have out here. All right. And there's also festivals. There's there's festivals. There's also Black and Loud Festival that's coming up. I'm going to be talking about that. 
And um, and I'm going to be talking about that on my content. So you guys are going to get a chance to see that. Talking about a couple of other festivals that's coming out that's show, showcasing black and brown and um, artists of color. So I'm going to be able to show you guys that. And this is where, again, and mm-hmm. also being able to team up with Hart, being able to show you guys that you have a platform now. We have plenty of places, plenty of spaces and places to go to. Just to to do so. All right. Let's take advantage of that. Absolutely. And like he was saying, if if you're the one using your voice, using your face, using your image to either speak or sing or whatever it is, create the art and the music, mm-hmm. then go ahead and do that. But if if you want to be in the background, well, guess what? All those people doing that, they need marketing people they need video you know editors and stuff like that they need all the people to help out with the promotion and with social media management and everything like that they need the help from you to share it with others that in your social circles online and with your social circles in person right to to be like oh yeah you like you know you like this this you know black metal band or whatever oh i like that one too oh you know what i also heard about this oh you know mm-hmm. you're sharing it with people right mm-hmm. and you're getting in your micro nation because you know the nation that you happen to physically reside in it doesn't matter anymore when it comes to your interests so whether right. you so whether you know what and and, and you know to to tie in what he was saying plus with my point you know I can't stand this whole, I don't like what somebody says, let me shut them down shit. But like what KP was just saying, if you don't like it, create something to counter it. Create yeah. something from you by you, either either to, to overcome what the other person is saying that you don't like or to straight up combat it. One of the two, yeah. right? Because, you know, you know, KP, for instance, hypothetically, he could loathe the Adam Calhoun, Tom McDonald song, and he could create a song that just combats right at it. Right. Or he could create a song that is, is wildly creative instead of combative, wildly creative that rises above. And, and, and his personal fuel for creating that was his uh, despising that or just not liking it, one of the two, you know, whatever right. level of <laughs> ang- a- a- whatever level of that black metal angst he's got, whatever, <laughs> whatever level of that that it is, he could use that as yeah. fuel yep. to create something great. And then it comes out and he doesn't have to say shit about those guys. Nope. At all. In promotion, in the actual creative art, nothing. He doesn't have to even acknowledge them because acknowledging them not only ties him to them, but then also pits the controversy. controversy but he can create something great yep. that comes out and shines. And Adam Calhoun and them can do their thing over there, you know, and Bees Believe and all them fucking weirdos over there. They can do that thing over there. And then you can do whatever it is you want to do. That person can do whatever they want to do. I can do whatever I want to do. Speaking of which, today is August the 14th. And my my EP has officially been re-released. Hip Hop Revolution got my Word. shirt on right here. My EP, Hip Hop Revolution uh, debut EP, has officially re-released. I 
have been like dripping it over this uh, year, earlier the year. I was doing a different strategy. I ended up just scrapping that strategy and starting to do something different. Nice. I, was, I was going with a different distributor and the distributor was pissing me off. So I just scrapped them and fucking took everything off and then put everything back on <laughs> myself. But see, that's the beauty that we have nowadays too. Not only can you create your own space, but you can do what the fuck you want. Like I had one distributor that I was going through. I was drip feeding. I was trying to do the waterfall method. Method, right because it's supposed to be amazing right but the waterfall oh, method, that's a stress it's stressful <laughs> the, water, the waterfall method doesn't do shit if you don't have a waterfall of content to help promote it exactly because because you can do waterfall release strategy on Spotify on, on all the dsps right but if you're not doing what's necessary to promote it those are not going to do any numbers right no, and that not. that wasn't what stressed me out what stressed me out is that i was dealing with that dsp and they were a bigger dsp right or a bigger uh yeah, a bigger distributor, right? Distributor, uh, right? Right. They were a bigger distributor. And because I previously been so so my background is um I was on DistroKid and then I got a distro deal with uh an Empire sublabel. And okay. so I was being distributed through Empire. Um, this was a few years back. And then after my like two years with them, because the the sublabel I was going through for that was just not fulfilling any of their bargain except for they were putting my shit out right because they said they were also going to do other things like (laughs) they would provide artwork but the artwork sucked everything like that they were trying to create a label they weren't doing that great and they weren't doing any of the promotion they said they were going to do anyway so then i left that shit and went back to distro kid got the label plan that we had talked about in previous episodes stuff like that started you know putting out my own stuff over there well then now i know somebody who um I know who got a thing with Sony Orchard. He's got his own distro with them. And he's like, hey, you know, come on on here or whatever, you know, I'll give you 100% control. You can do whatever you want. You can just distribute it through here. I won't have any affiliation to it. You know, I just want to hook you up and help you out or whatever, give you something a little bit better. I'm like, <laughs> exactly. okay, cool. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm working with that platform. And, and it was cool at first because every time I had like a question or issue, I'd submit a help ticket. They responded back within 24 hours. They would fully resolve my thing, not to send me some blanket shit. They would sit there and actually go have a back and forth with me until I resolved whatever issue it was. But then I kept running into the issue where, like, when I was trying to do waterfall strategy, like, my first, like, every single track that I was putting out, it had got a copyright infringement flag for the beat usage, right? And so I gave them, I sent them in the paperwork where I gotten the 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 copyright permission to use okay. it. And so I sent them in for all of that. But then every time the next waterfall came out, all of the previous tracks that had already been out got the copyright infringement again. And yeah, exactly. It was just like, cause it, cause it was, it was seen in their system. It was getting flagged again because it was seen as a new release. release. Yeah. And so it wasn't working right. And so I was talking to them about it. And so then I was like, like, I was like, okay, let me test something real quick. So I, I, I put I I gave them the intentionally the absolute wrong paperwork because so what I did was there was one track on there that on on the EP is called uh, the EP Hip Hop Revolution there's one track is called Soul dope okay. track right so the beat for it no sorry the beat for running round the beat for running round I got a lease for. Okay. But then my computer crashed or whatever. I couldn't find it. Well, whenever I submitted it to to Sony Orchard, they hit it back to me. Said copyright infringement. I said I sent him an email. I said, Hey, I completely appreciate that. I know I got the paperwork in here somewhere. 
can you tell me who the producer was for that beat? Because I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Right. And I didn't have it written down properly or whatever. Right. I can't remember. Right. Can you tell me who the copyright holder is so that I could look at my computer for it or worst case scenario, go and repurchase the lease. Right. I'm sitting here trying to do the 100 percent legit thing. I'll buy it again if I need right. to. Right. Right. Whatever. Right. And they said, we don't have access to that information. And I was like, <laughs> and so I was like, you're fucking Sony. Orchard. It's, <laughs> it's getting it's getting a copyright infringement notice. But you can't tell me who is copyright infringement from? Yeah. Okay, let me test you real quick. So I know it's not this producer right here. Absolutely not, because it was a one-off thing I heard on YouTube one day Mm -hmm. and got it off of them. It wasn't from any of my, like, like, because so I bought, like, 15 beats off of this one producer, and, like, four or five of them made it onto this EP Hip Hop Revolution. Well, well, a couple of them have one-off producers, right? And the one for running around, I knew it was a one-off. I'd never bought a beat from them ever before. It was just that one track. Mm-hmm. And so I took one from, I took a random one that I haven't used yet, a random paperwork, and I sent it in from a totally different producer. I knew it was not even the right beat, not the right producer, not the right title, nothing like that. Sent it okay. in, they fucking approved it. Right? And so I was like, all right, bye. Put in my fucking, um, my release, uh, What's that called? My takedown request. Takedown put in request. my ta- put in my takedown request for all my shit, and um, then as soon as it all, you know, I waited a couple of weeks and then you know put in the thing, and then now today on August fourteenth, you're gonna hear this a couple of weeks after, but August fourteenth is when it officially re released on all the DSPs and everything like that, and I'm gonna start a new promo run and everything like that. Re, I'm gonna be see, I'm gonna be do- what I'm gonna be doing is something that I keep telling these artists I'm fucking with. I'm gonna take my content that I did at the beginning of the year when I was right. first initially promoting Hip Hop Revolution when it first came out. I'm taking that content and I'm going to repurpose that same content. Same content I'm going to yeah. put, I'm going to take the same video and put new text and everything like that and re-release it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just did it six months ago or four months ago or however many months ago, that same piece of content. But now I'm redoing the brand of it, redoing the tags, redoing everything like that, using the right. same content and re-releasing and re-pushing that old content that technically released on my personal website in 2022. Mm-hmm. That I didn't actually start putting on the DSPs until early 2023. I didn't start actually putting out music videos for and doing promo for until early 2023. Now I taken take the took the stuff off the DSPs, re-releasing it now and doing a whole nother run with the same kind of content, like some of the same exact content and then some new content, mixing it in there and everything like that, and re-putting it back out there. But see, the thing is, is that we live in an era where I can tell Sony Orchard. Fuck you. I'm going to go do it on my own over here with Distro Kid and I pay $20 yep. a fucking year for it. Oh, sorry. It was like $60 80, a year. 80. Right. 80. Yeah. Oh, you, got the, you, got the, you got the discount? Oh, you, yeah. You yeah. got the, I got the okay, discount. Sweet. But yeah. And discount code for Distro Kid is available yes, in the cool. link below as well as on our website as well, too. You can help support us and get a discount as well, too. On our website, Music Making Sense Podcast, in the discount section, we got affiliate programs with a bunch of different companies. DistroKid is one of them. When you click that link and go through and submit, um, you know, create your account for DistroKid, you'll get a deal. We'll get a little bit of kickback and help support us, everything like yeah, that yeah. as well, too. 
But but we have the ability after that little plug, we have the ability now to where, you know, like I was with this your kid and then I got with Empire, which is one of the biggest ones. And then Mm -hmm. they were fucking with me. I was like, all right, fuck you. Right. And it was a sub label. It wasn't Empire proper. I get it. Right. But then I went with fucking not sub label. Right. It was actual proper. Like, yes, I was connected with a sub label, but I was talking directly with with Sony Orchestra support and they're all and then once they were like once they because I was dealing with the waterfall thing and I'm like okay this is a little bit of a weird inconsistency right where I kept getting yeah. this shit the copyright stuff kept popping up even though it already got approved before and I kept submitting tickets like sorry about this we'll fix it everything like that I'm like okay cool because they fixed it they mm-hmm. did what they said customer service was good but then when they got a flag they couldn't tell me who it was flagged for so I could go and rectify the situation and then i sent them absolute fraud information which okay whatever hit me for fraud if you want fuck you but i sent them absolute fraud information They're like oh, you're approved congratulations it's scheduled for release i was like you're a piece of shit there's no way you're doing anything above board, <laughs> yeah, no. right no way you're doing no. anything above board right no. and their whole their whole selling point right uh-huh. that they tell the sub labels and stuff like that whenever so like for instance if if well, I still technically am affiliated with that sub label on Sony Orchard, right? So as that, I'm like, hey, come get a distro deal with me. I get your stuff distributed with Sony Orchard. And you don't, you know, the, yeah, you got distro kid, I get it. But the thing with distro kid is you got to pay for all those extras. You get those included with Sony Orchard distribution. You don't have to pay for, you know, the YouTube content ID extra. You don't have to pay extra for it like you do with distro right. kid. You get it included. And it's like, okay, yeah. I get it included, but how fucking good is it when I can literally give them the wrong paperwork and they approve it? Like, how how am I supposed to believe that their content <laughs> content ID is gonna be any better than Distro Kids, right? Yeah. How how am I gonna believe that they're gonna get me the royalties properly when somebody could get a copyright infringement flag and submit some bullshit little PDF and then they can get the royalties off of my song off your that's song. supposed to be correctly coming to me but since they submitted some little pdf that said suck my dick and you approved it now they are getting the royalties for using my music or something like that right how am i supposed to believe you're gonna be able to do that right and so yeah Yeah. and so i was like okay fuck that i'm just gonna put it out and i'm gonna go back to my original uh my original motto my original thesis and everything like that that i that i portrayed in episode five where i'm talking about the dsps are owned by these major labels and the reason that all of us as artists only get 0.003 cents on every stream on Spotify or you squeezing know, a booger out of goddamn uh, Abraham Lincoln's nose, right? Man. All that stuff, right? You're getting fractions <laughs> of a penny per stream and stuff like that. The major labels aren't getting that cut. The major labels are more than likely getting a 50-50 rev share out of the fucking ads. And then we're getting a fraction of what's left over, right? So I'm sitting here, I'm like, okay, let me go back to my original position. Use streaming not as a monetary source, but as a marketing, marketing avenue. avenue. Right. You could also you could you could stream, you know, you you know where you can actually make profit if you are going to go into like streaming, if you will. Um, it's there are two things. Number one is if you pay your subscription, monthly subscription through a through a company like a stock company, something like a stash stash dot com. Right. If you pay through there, if you pay for your subscription, your subscription through there, you can start, you could become a shareholder. 
Okay. Okay. So that's one read. That's one way. And two is there's a video. I'm going to show you guys a video in the future. Um, I'm going to write it down. Make sure I write it down. But there's a band called Apes of the State. Hmm. Okay. And shout out to them. But they ended up building off, off distro kid alone. Hmm. They ended up banking. It took them about seven years. So they were banked about 57 grand, over 57 grand. Yeah, in seven years. In seven years. See, right? that kind of goes back to what I'm saying is the streaming royalties are dog shit. So mm-hmm. don't worry about trying to get them. I see so many people trying to run their streams up and stuff like that. And it's like, yes, okay, run your streams up. Try to get it out there. But do it from a marketing perspective to gain more exposure to yourself, to gain exactly. more of a fan base. Stop worrying about, oh, let me make my my investment back because I just spent $600 on a video. I spent $100 on fucking studio time or $400 on studio time or this or that or whatever. Yeah, you're putting all that investment in. I understand you want to try to get a return off of that as fast as possible, but you're not going to get the return off of that with 0.003 cents on every fucking click and every play and stuff right. like that. Right, it takes and time so, to build. Yeah, That's what I was saying. Exactly. It took seven years for them to build, but here's the thing. It can happen, but also it wasn't just, it's not just Spotify, right? You guys have to look at it from a perspective of your, when, when it comes to streaming, don't just look at Spotify. You have to look at D you have to look at Deezer. You have to look at title. You look at, um, SoundCloud, uh, SoundCloud, uh, Apple music, iTunes, all those, right. Um, and all those places, radio, and all those places are marketing Instagram. platforms. Yeah, even yeah, Instagram, Facebook, Instagram, those, TikTok, TikTok, Facebook, all that shit. They're all marketing platforms. Yeah. You know, the focus putting out your music through a DSP should change from being one of let me try to monetize my music by putting it on the DSPs to let me try to get more reach by putting it on the DSPs. And what you can do, an idea that I have had that I haven't quite put into implementation yet, but I'm almost ready to, Mm -hmm. one that I've suggested to other artists and they said, that sounds like a good idea. And then they did the completely wrong thing and they're like, oh, it didn't work. One thing I thought about doing is what you can do when you do the initial release for your album or your art, your whatever song or something like that is for the first couple months when you put it out for the first couple months, six months, whatever it is, however long time you want to do, when you put it out, release it out. But the song, when you're listening to it, you play the first half, let it play through, right? And then right. at the halfway mark, it switches to just beat only, no lyrics. And then you come in with your regular voice and you say, hey, Appreciate you for listening all the way through to halfway point. If you want to hear the rest of the song, go to my website, harcoastmusic.net right now. And you can download the whole track absolutely Fucking free. Genius. Absolutely free. Fucking all genius. You, you got to download that track absolutely free on my website. And you can listen to it as much as you want to. And these streaming platforms can't even track you, trace you, nothing like that. You know they don't play, pay us, the artists, for anything for listening to this. So go to our website right now. Go support it right now and get it absolutely for free to yourself right do that i said to do that and you know what this other artist that i told to do that did he released a 30 second or a, it was a 30 second track and it got denied by distro kid because they said you can't have tracks that are less than like a minute long and i was like you dumbass i didn't say to release half of a minute long track i said to release half of a track and then on the other track do exactly what i just said right like dude that's dope because that is something i've heard on mixtapes and stuff before 
right? On physical mixtapes back in the day when things were physical, not digital, you would fucking get that stuff and it would show you half of a fucking new song or something like that that just got released. Oh, if you want to watch the rest of this video or listen to the rest of this or whatever, go to this one place. And see, what you're doing is if you set it up properly, especially through Wix, right? Wix is my preferred website um, creating software. Just because what you can do is when you upload your tracks on Wix, you can set it to free with email. And so all the person- And Google do, does that too. Yes, but Squarespace is trash for doing it. Yeah. WordPress is garbage. You know, yeah. a couple other places are not that good for doing it, right? Yeah, Wix but, and yeah, Wix and Banzoogle for yeah. sure. But Wix is good because what you can do is you can just go into the to the settings on that on those songs. You and you can have you can have some set for ninety nine cents, some set for a dollar ninety nine, some set for absolutely free, and some set for free to, with an email. And all the person does is they click they click add to cart, and then they go to checkout, and then it's absolutely free. They type in their email address, and it sends them that right now yeah. you have their email address and if you do it right you can do proper email marketing with them where you only send them an, one email mm -hmm. when you have something new coming out people always whenever i talk about email marketing to people here in 2023 they always tell me hey man email marketing doesn't work people don't read their emails anymore no uh, but, but yes, people but do they do to an extent and if you're sitting there hitting them up once a day once every other day like i've been getting lately here with some places brand man network where you're getting all kinds of marketing stuff every other day or twice a day or three times a fucking day yeah. it gets annoying and you swipe it away you don't pay attention however if you came to hardcoastmusic.net and you downloaded for absolutely free my brand new debut ep hip-hop revolution and you typed in your email address Right. What I would do is whenever I have a new music video that just hit, I would send an email with a link into it. That was it. Boom. Very simple right. email that says, hey, here's my new stuff. Appreciate you for rocking with me. Here, go check it out. Hey, I got a new EP coming out. Hey, a new song just dropped. That's it. Right. And then here and there, if you got some merch or you got a, 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 a show coming up or something like that, or you got something you want to monetize off of, you can send them that. But that should be rare. That should be secondarily, right? And like I said, at maximum, once per week, send them an email about something new that you're doing. Not yeah. something that you always do every week, but something out of the ordinary, right? So between once a week and once a month, so you're only sending between one and four emails a month to these people, right? You got to be very delicate because you gave them something for free and they took the leap of faith to ask you or to, to, to give you their email address. And they right. gave you a legit one so they could actually download that song from you or that album or whatever it is. Now, you need to be delicate whenever you're sending stuff out to them. Don't blast them to where they put you into the spam folder and never get anything else that you got. And they don't just turn off to you completely and delete your fucking songs. They don't want to listen to your shit no more, right? Right. When you're harnessing these people as fans, you're getting a lot of free game right here, right now, that I usually charge people to tell them. Yeah. When, when, you are doing that. You're harnessing a real, solid, good relationship with these people because you're giving them all the free stuff and you're just asking for a means of communication direct to them. That's it, right? And then on your website, you have the other things available for monetization. You have As you where, guys see right here on my website. Yeah, I was just right here. Yeah, we're looking at his website. If you're watching any of the video stuff, he's scrolling through his website, um, kpboldenmusic.com. Right. Yep. But 
you can see exactly how his is set up and stuff like that, right? You can do these kinds of things, right? And you can start building that because if you have all your stuff available for free and for sale on your website, if people want to give you money, they will give you money. Give you if money. you have an option for a donate option, like what we do on our Spotify now, right where here. you can actually you can actually give us a monthly donation to, if you're listening here on Spotify or if you want to listen to us on Spotify, you can go and set up a monthly donation to music making sense podcast of 99 cents or however much money you want to spend a month to donate to us or whatever but people can do that to you as well too on your website you can set up a paypal donate option where they can just click it and they can donate through paypal it's 100 secure and everything mm -hmm. there are ways to get money from your fans from your real fans off of music instead of trying to pay you know, $70 to some fucking bot farm to run up your stream. So then you get $20 back in royalties and sit here and bitch about, oh, nobody support me and stuff. It's like, cause you're not fucking doing shit. And properly. the crazy part is that you can make, honestly, if you promote, if you just pr promote and you like share your music on Facebook or on the social media and stuff, dude, you can make $20 of your music. Mm -hmm. You can make $20 streaming your music straight up. You can. And, yeah. And with Facebook starting to be able to monetize for creators and Twitter starting to monetize for creators. Mm -hmm. And um, what you can do is if you put out real, genuine, engaging, good content on your social media page and you have it set either and, and you have it set up for monetization once you reach the criteria, you can start making money off of Facebook. I know a producer. His name is Damien. He runs Trapside Productions. He mm -hmm. makes at least $300 a month off of Facebook just from him basically being a hip-hop music blog, mm -hmm. right? He posts engaging, genuine shit. And then he also posts his new beats and stuff here and there as well, too. But he makes 300 bucks a month. He's he's worked up to it. It didn't happen immediately, but he's worked yep. up to where he makes $300 a month. And he knows people personally who make over $1,000 a month just posting engaging content about things that they're involved in that other people resonate on their social media. So this yep. is why I tell people, I'm like, stop just only posting, listen to my music, but check out my new song, blah, blah, blah. Post yeah. shit you're actually giving a fuck about. I tell people, I'm like, look, post at least double, if not triple, the amount of non-music related content that you do music content. So if you make mm -hmm. one promo post for your music in a week, you need to have at least two or three, three non-music yep. things. Something about, oh, look at this asteroid that just came into view. Look at the, you know, this heat wave. Look at whatever it, whatever it is that you get interest off of show your interest people are going to rock with it and you can start monetizing off of that and you can grow your your exposure you exposure. can grow your brand yep. like that and and that that's that's what i'm going i'm going to stop right there cuz we can keep going this is going to be a long episode we can damn, dude we can cuz uh, we yeah. can we can drop so much dude, we're going to we can drop so gems right now gonna, <laughs> yeah we're going to cut this off right here cuz yeah. i just saw what the time is and I got some shit to take care of before five <laughs> and, and we got to get some stuff taken out of here, but take everything that we've got given to you today. All right. I'm just going to cut it. Take yeah. everything that, that we're going to you today. Go to Straight all the up. places we already said to go rewind. If you need a link to anything again, where we're giving you a URL or whatever, check the descriptions, all that shit. 
keep rocking with us. Keep listening. Like I said, even if you don't support us financially, support us by listening, sharing, all that shit. All that help, us, help us grow because we're trying to help people grow as well, too. And yeah. as always, if we say, if you want to work with us personally doing marketing and stuff, hit us up on wherever you're listening to this at, on any of the social media, and whoever you want to contact, either myself, Harkos, or KP, whoever you want to talk to, if you want to talk to both, individual, whatever it is, Hit us up. Let us know. We'll contact you directly. We'll work it out. We have free consultation initially, all that kind of shit. We'll help you out. That's what we're doing. We're trying to help people. Yeah, we're trying to help ourselves too, but we get more fulfillment helping other people because that in turn helps us as yep. well. Like we Facts. get fulfillment internally as well as, you know, growing our exposure and all that shit by doing what we do, right? We yep. genuinely want to help people. Okay. Now we don't always do it for free. Sometimes we charge for it. It is yep. what it is, right? It depends on how much effort we put into it and how much of our time and all that shit. So, so rock with us, however you see fit and however you want to all exactly. the ways that you want to rock with us are completely and utterly appreciated. We, we love it, right? Yeah. Our numbers keep growing a little bit every fucking day, every week, every episode, every post on social media. We keep getting a little bit more. We appreciate every single one of y'all who are helping with that. So just Facts. keep doing what you're doing. If you want to increase, you know, step up your support, feel free to step it up. If you want to keep doing what you're doing, keep doing what you're doing. But yeah. bare minimum, keep listening to us. Every single week, we'll drop another episode. Keep checking in, you know, like, share, follow, subscribe, hit your alerts, all that shit. So that way you never miss anything. And we will see you again here on the next episode. As always, it's your boy Harkos here with KP Music Making Sense Podcast. Y'all have a good one. We will see you later. KP. Holla. Yeah. <laughs>